Welcome back to Tuesday Take, where we sit down with Pastor James to ask a few questions and hear some additional thought from this week's teaching. Pastor, how are you? Hey, Shane. You doing all right today, man? Yeah, man. Doing great. Good. Good to hear it. Do you have a good day so far? Yeah, it's pretty nice. That's nice. <laughs> pretty That's nice. nice. It felt good today. It felt really good. Rainy day. Rainy day. Did you but have a raincoat? Uh, I hadn't worn it yet. I got mine. I, I got mine with I me. got to bust mine out today. I was really excited about it. I don't know why I like raincoats more than regular coats. Mm. They are neat. They are neato. Mm-hmm. Keep you dry. Yep. Didn't have to use it, though, because it's not that rainy. Mm. Well, man, um, jumping into some questions, Sunday we started a new series um, called Steadfast. Excited to be in this. Um, but jumping into some questions, you talked about some fears that you had about people disengaging during this season. Um, you read a stat from, I think it was Barna. Yeah. Um, a third of pra- practicing Christians are no longer attending a church and have disengaged. And I think that we see a stat like that. It's like, no, oh, one out of three people is not bad. Whenever you see a congregation of maybe 100, that's 33 people out of that. Um, why do you think that some people haven't disengaged? And also, what kind of fears did you have, and why did you have those fears? Yeah, I think, uh, well, just even knowing this about our hearts, um, what's uh, come that found, what's the line, prone to wonder. Prone to wonder. And so just knowing that about our hearts, our hearts are prone to wonder. We're easily distracted. We're easily captivated by other things or typically and we know this like when things when we have a lot of things going on in our life it's easy for us to get caught up distracted and and so it's like you add a pandemic and then you know kind of a financial crisis and you know all the the craziness of our world and it's like all these things start to kind of compile and I think it's easy you know, or and I would even know this and I guess maybe some of this fear came out of my own heart like you know that first couple weeks of stay-at-home order you know you're like well this is kind of neat all being home and kind of doing church in a different way and so there's something kind of refreshing and nice about it and then after a while you're like i'm kind of just tired of this (laughs) and you know i even noticed myself of like those first couple weeks or month you're like really trying to lean in and engage and worship and then you're like you notice yourself maybe being more distracted or whatever and so my fear was just and even i guess as barna the study was just showing how and we know this like when you got a routine of things Sometimes it's hard to get back in that routine, and so when you get out of the routine of, and it's not just about going to a service, but when you get out of the routine of like engaging with people, coming, participating, it's easy just to kind of look up and be like, mm-hmm. well, you, you know, and there's sometimes like people stop going to church, not necessarily because they want to do, they, it's just sometimes they look up and they get busy and they realize like, oh, I hadn't been in a couple months and I just have gotten out of the habit and routine, and so I think yeah. some of, I think some of it is, you know, is that I think some of it is, you know, if people have ever looked for an excuse to disengage, this is a perfect excuse because it's a, a valid excuse, you know, of like, well, I'm nervous because of COVID. You can't be like, nah, you, you don't get to be nervous about COVID. You know, it's like, yeah. okay, I mean, yeah, that's a, a valid yeah. ex- concern, you know, to be concerned about COVID. But I think in some ways, maybe people have weaponized that excuse and maybe to disengage or, not be involved or whatever. And so, I, you know, I think that's some of the study was, or the series is just calling us as a church, like, hey, this is not the time to be distracted, disengaged, make excuses. Like, this is like, whether we, whether you, you'd need, you know, because, and we said, son, there's some people that need to stay home right now, just yeah. out of concern. Um, and so, whether you are at home, whether you come and serve, what, like, just stay engaged and, and lean in. 
um, get involved, you know, whatever it may be. And so we'll, we'll tease that out, you know, over the next couple of weeks of, you know, even clearer, hopefully, how, how do we stay engaged, how do we stay involved, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, why do you think it's important to see that the call to be steadfast is rooted in the gospel? Well, I mean, of course, hopefully we saw it Sunday, um, you know, in the way that he presents, really walks through the gospel, and he says, now, therefore. But you see that in Paul's writing a lot, you know, what is it in Ephesians? You really can separate it. Chapters 1 through 3, he's talking about the gospel, the implication, you know, of how how he saves us, all this kind of stuff. And then it's like he transitions in chapter 4. is like, all right, in light of everything I've just taught you about Jesus and the gospel— now go live a life, a manner worthy of the gospel. Now walk in love, you know. And so he walks through a lot of things in the rest of Ephesians of like, all right, in light of what the gospel is, how it saved you, it's not about you, it's not about works, it's about Jesus and what he's accomplished. That should then, in light of that, should cause you to live. And I think that's the same thing with steadfast. Of, and even just as a, as, a, uh, as a church, as a people, to be reminded of like, like Jesus is to be the center and the motivation of everything that we do. You know, the power to be steadfast is not found in myself; it's found in Jesus. Um, and so it's just I think it's just be reminded of and being rooted in, you know, it's the gospel is what should motivate me and challenge me to, I mean, to forgive people, to love, to forgive toward. I mean, all the things you can think about in life, like it is the gospel that's supposed to motivate and propel us. So I think it's the same thing with this call to be steadfast. Um, is it ultimately rooted in? what Jesus Christ has done. Like, Jesus Christ was steadfast and resolved and even to the point of death. And so what he, I mean, should cause us and and why we should stand firm and persevere when things are hard, difficult, you know, things we wouldn't want them, you know. I think that... um I think that as a whole, people would probably say, hey, I'm an optimistic person. You know, I see the glass is is half full. And um, I think that we don't wake up one morning and just lose heart. Mm -hmm. You know, I think there's things that that can happen in life. But why do you think it's so easy to sometimes find ourselves in that position where we may have lost heart? We may have become discouraged or something. Why do you think we find ourselves there sometimes? I think one maybe is we maybe focus on our circumstances, you know, or – um, I think I used the example Sunday, and I think about it a lot, especially in working out. Like when you don't see a return on your investment, or in if you're spending time doing something, and you don't see your efforts as amounting to anything. I mean, you're like, what's the point? I mean, what's the point in doing all this? And sometimes, or even I was thinking of why Paul. I think it's in Galatians six: is do, do not grow weary in doing good. Well, he has to say that because there's a tendency for us to be like, what's the point? Everyone else is doing whatever they want to do. You know, every why am I sitting here trying to seek to be holy and walking and, and striving, not because of my own efforts, but because of the God. Like, I'm doing all these things, and yet the rest of the world is really living however they want to live. And it seems like, well, well, compared to what we talked about two weeks, it seems like we both got to go through storms, and they get to do whatever they want to do. And, I, you know, not and that's a bad way to look at it, but, you know, it's like I think it gets discouraging. You're like, all right, I'm doing all these things, and yet what do I have to show for it yeah. or – you know, we see sin rear its head in our life again. And so you're just like, not again, you know, like, yeah. um, and I think sometimes the enemy, I think the enemy knows how to, um, discourage us and circumstances and things and life and suffering and death and sickness and all the things you just, is kind of just add up. And I think sometimes you're like, what's the point, yeah. you know? 
And I think that's exactly, and that's why we need encouragement. That's why we're going to challenge people. That's why you need to be in community with people, um, because it's so it's so easy to get discouraged in life. And I, I, you know that that was a challenge for me, even of like, hey, remember because of the gospel, because of Jesus, like this should, like, don't be discouraged right now, even yeah. if it seems like nothing's working, or if you feel like you're like in Jesus and because of the Lord, like it's not in vain. Yeah, and so. I just think that's a word for all of us for the church now. It's just like, hey, look, look to Jesus. Now it's not the time to be like, don't be discouraged. Don't lose heart right now. You know, it's easy to lose heart and be distracted and discouraged and fearful and anxious and all those things. And I think the challenge is, you know, hey, because of Jesus, like, you don't have to walk in that. That's good, man. That's really good. Um, so we've started something yesterday, um, Steadfast 21. Um, you've called us to be, um, be in the Word, be in prayer, and spend some spend time fasting, um, whether that be food or something else. Why do you think it's important to do those three things as we're walking through this series? Well, I think there's some pretty even. We walk through some of these during the Sermon on the Mount. I think there's some pretty monumental, basic practices that we are to engage. Of course, let me going through the what he lays out the kingdom living. He talks through all, all all of those, you know, the word um, of why we need to listen and hear what God has to say and do it, prayer, fasting, because I think these are things that help take our attention off of ourselves, place them on where they need to be. You know, my attention and what I need more than anything else is not the news or newspaper or what's going on, on social media, but I need to hear what God's saying through his word. Spend time with God in prayer, as we said in the in the sermon series um, that we just got out of the Sermon on the Mount, you know, that prayer changes everything. Mm-hmm. So prayer's important. Fasting has this, um, and it's not like a magic pill, but fasting has this when we're letting go of something good to find something better in Jesus, and, and it allows sometimes this kind of laser focus in our life that we it, it gives us maybe um, when we forsake something that we love or something that's good. Um, and so I, I think, you know, you do all these three things, I think, and hopefully, of course, after the 21 days, you know, whatever you're fasting from, obviously you can start back, you know, whatever that is. But hopefully even prayer and, and the Word, obviously hopefully that's not something we like, well, after 21 days I don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. But just, you know, as a, I think it's a effort just in the series and personally, you know, to allow us time to like really focus and and make God a priority, you yeah. know, during this time when it's good. weird and difficult, you know, all that kind of stuff. That's good, man. Well, now for our last question of the day. Um, don't really have much to do with what we talked about. Um, as fall is upon us, okay. hopefully these fall temperatures will stay. Um, I hope so. That'd be awesome. Hunt season is coming yeah, up. so It's currently 70, 73 degrees, and that's wonderful at 3 o'clock. Um, as fall is here, hopefully to stay, if Pastor James Doty is going to drink a warm beverage – that's just coffee. Are you a pumpkin spice fan? Are you going to go just like a regular coffee? Or are you going to be like, hey, it's fall time. I'm a little chilly. Let me grab a cup of hot chocolate. What what kind of what kind of guy are you? Pastor? I'm not I'm not a hot chocolate guy. What? See, I thought um, you'd have jumped quick on the no pumpkin spice corner, but well, no I, hot I, chocolate. I, I'm I'm for, I mean, Kirsten Kirsten has had her fair share of pumpkin spice lattes so far this season. Um. I have not partaken this, and I'm not like anti pumpkin spice latte, 
but it's not uh, it's not my go-to but you're anti-hot chocolate uh, it's just I, I get and I, this is gonna sound super crazy and it's not i guess being health conscious but i'm always for me and maybe it's the pumpkin spice it's like if i'm gonna take in calories and sugar it's not gonna be from hot chocolate like i'm gonna i want something that has substance in it i, I want like a cookie I don't want to get those empty. Yeah, but you could also have both, man. Like, yeah, you could. Just run a little bit further. I, I don't guess. Know. <laughs> I, I, I can't remember who I heard it from, but that's what they were like. Some of the most wasted calories that you can have in sugar comes from drinks. So for me, I tried up. I don't know. I'm like, if I'm going to take in cal, like, I get it's probably a bad principle anyway, but it's like, I'm not going to get it from hot chocolate at all. <laughs> like, I, I'll, eat, I'll eat two pieces of cake so before I eat hot chocolate. So I guess your answer would just be you just take a cup of coffee. I <laughs> just take a cup of coffee. <laughs> cup of coffee. If I'm gonna have some, or I mean, I, I do. I will say this: I, I do like green tea. Green tea. So I like brewing green what about tea. Like, what about like hot apple With cider? Some honey. Um, apple cider's all right. Kirsten really likes hot apple cider, but I'm not. It's all right. I just feel like I don't even know you, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kirsten like Piper. I mean, they love hot chocolate. Um, Kelly's a big fan of hot chocolate as well. But I mean, I'll say this. The the only time when I would be like hot chocolate is like if if I was like in Colorado and it's snow everywhere and you're like man it's like n- you know negative ten degrees hey man twenty twenty has been wild that yeah, may be Monroe in December true, we that's have true. no idea but like if I, you know sitting on the couch you know I may I may partake in some hot chocolate but. That's usually not my go-to. Watching a or or movie. I'll say this. If I'm going to drink hot chocolate, I want it to be like the good, authentic, homemade. Like, I don't want the packet hot chocolate. Like, I want it to Man. be legit. You got some pretty high standards of hot chocolate, huh? I, yeah. That's what I'm saying. If I'm, if I'm going to do that, I, I want it to be... I want it to be the good kind. Hey, man. That makes sense. It makes sense. Only the best. But, I mean, we can just eat a cookie. <laughs> chocolate chip cookie's great. Chocolate so. chip cookie with your coffee. Yeah. With your coffee. Well, man, thanks for um, sitting down and, and walking through uh, this new series. We're really excited about it. Excited to see um, as we as we continue to walk each week. And uh, thank you for listening to another episode of Tuesday Take. <laughs>